Though it was still a little before seven, Dennis was ready to brush his teeth and go to bed. You do that, Joanna told him, kissing him goodnight. Daddy will come tuck you in. Out in the kitchen, Tom Hadlock, hat in hand, stood just inside the back door, as if uncertain of his welcome. Any news? Joanna asked. The storm we had this afternoon played havoc with the roads. Right now, Gold Gulch is running bank to bank, so going by way of the rifle range is out of the question. And from what I hear, the other route isn't much better. We should get going then, Joanna said, giving Butch a quick hug. See you later. Stay safe, he said. She nodded. It was what he always said when she headed out for duty, and she knew he meant it every single time. Dusk fell as they drove back toward the highway on High Lonesome Road. There had been enough rain this summer that usually dry washes had been running trickles of water most of the time. Forty-five minutes earlier, after the drenching but fast-moving storm, swiftly flowing muddy water had been hurtling through several recently installed culverts. Now the high water had mostly subsided, at least right here. That was one of the things that made flash floods so dangerous. They were unpredictable. They could arrive with no warning and with no rain in sight, flowing downhill from a storm miles away. The good thing about them was that they disappeared almost as quickly as they came. Sorry about calling you out on this, Tom apologized. Don't give it another thought, Joanna assured him. After all, A potential double homicide counts as serious business, and we'll need all hands on deck on this, mine included. As they drove toward the crime scene, Tom brought her up to speed. Earlier in the afternoon, two boys, 13-year-old Marcus Padilla and his younger brother Raul, had left their home in Bisbee's Warren neighborhood and set out on a hike planning on doing a little skinny-dipping in the waterhole that summer rains had left behind in a natural basin near the base of Geronimo. According to Tom, Marcus and Raoul had evidently pulled the same stunt several times over the course of the summer, and they were accustomed to having the area all to themselves. This time, however, they discovered a red Jeep Cherokee parked at the end of the roadway. Closer to Geronimo itself and near the waterhole, they had come upon a seemingly deserted campsite that included a tent, bedroll, and camp stove, along with a selection of cooking and eating utensils. Worried about running into the camper, the boys had given up on the idea of skinny-dipping. They decided to climb the mountain instead, hoping to get up and down before the threatening rainstorm arrived. As they started their ascent, they discovered the two bodies, lying one on top of the other at the base of a rocky ledge. With no service available on his phone, Marcus climbed high enough on the mountain to locate a cell signal. Once he had one, he called 911. That was when? Joanna asked. About four, Tom said. But if the M.E. just now got there, My fault, Tom said. When Larry Kendrick called me from dispatch and told me he had a couple of kids on the line, I thought at first it was a prank. It's the end of summer when bored kids can get up to all kinds of mischief. 
so I asked for someone from patrol to drop by and check it out. By then, it was raining pitchforks and hammer handles. Took some time for Deputy Marks to get there. The jeep was unlocked, and the kids had taken shelter inside it to get out of the rain. With a thunderstorm like that brewing, those kids shouldn't have been up on the mountain in the first place, Joanna said. Tom nodded. There is that, he agreed, turning off Highway 80 and onto the Warren cutoff. Once in town, they turned a wide left, drove up and over Yuma Trail, and then turned left again onto the dirt track ranch road. As soon as they did so, they could see the bright glow of generator-powered work lights used to illuminate crime scenes. Tom's cell phone rang. With effort, he wrestled the device out of his hip pocket and glanced at caller ID. Oh, no, he groaned. Not her again. Marla's shot.